Hi everybody, this is Sally here and I've decided to start this podcast as a way to share with you what's going on for me. I've wanted to make my journey invisible but I have been advised that the best way to actually step up is to uh, step out and share this. So I am. I made a decision about almost two weeks ago now actually that I was going to commit to being committed to creating a new business, a new income stream for my family. I've been wanting to do this for years. And there have been so many excuses, so many valid ones along the way too. Like, I'm having a baby, I have a baby, I have two babies. (laughs) I have children, I'm homeschooling my children full time. I'm supporting my husband build his business. I'm supporting my husband with his business. I'm supporting my family and being a good stay-at-home domestic goddess and teacher to my children and parent and partner and friend and daughter. And it's been really hard. It's been really hard. But my children have reached an age now where they're not so dependent on me. And my husband's business has reached a stage now where he's got systems in place and he's got business partners in place to help it move to the next level. So I don't have to stress about that. And the eldest who I've been homeschooling to grade six is going to high school next year. So I'll be homeschooling one little one. That's not to say I'm not going to be busy just because I'm not homeschooling. I appreciate parents who send their children to school and have to work or do whatever it is to make their family run like a well-oiled, happy, happy unit. And that's just it. That's just it. I guess I'm comparing myself to the women do find some way, somehow, some energy to make it a priority to help the family financially. And I'm in a position now to do that. And not because any more time has freed up, not because any more resources have freed up. But I guess what I've been doing in the last few years, specifically the last few months of this year, is really, really working on my mindset, which I thought I'd mastered. And I'm learning that mastering that is a constant, (laughs) a constant work in progress. Like Donkey says to Shrek, it's layers, baby. I know he doesn't use those words exactly, but we're layers, layered, like an onion. Not like a cake. 
where it's all obvious when you take the slice, more like an onion. They have to keep peeling. And every time I think I've won the self-mastery game, life puts a new challenge in front of me. Whether it's a parenting one, a social one, a family one, a relationship one, a financial one, or even a self-actualization one. And that's where I'm at, folks. That's where I'm at. I'm, I can't... I can't afford to make excuses anymore. Even if they are valid. Because now my children are really, really asking me to step up. They're really, really looking at me and they're at that stage in their lives where I know and I remember because I was that age where they're looking at me and they're making assessments and they're making judgments like we all do, whether or not we, we like it, we all make judgments. That's just kind of being human and being in this world really. It's natural. And I want the judgments that they make of their mother I guess I want the judgments that they make of their mother to be healthy ones. Healthy ones that support them with their roles moving forward. Because I know, when I was their age, the judgments I made of my mother, bless her, the judgments I made of my mother were crippling ones. And what I mean by crippling is that they crippled my own belief in myself when I became a mother. First when I became an adult and next when I became a mother. So just notice here, I'm not blaming my mother. But I am noticing that the judgments or the perceptions or the meanings I attributed to what I perceived of my mother then as a child crippled me when I wanted to take the next step up in my life. My life as an entrepreneur or a public speaker or a contributor to the well-being of others in a meaningful, productive way, not just for myself, not just for others, but for my family now. I'll tell you what I mean. My mum, she is a wonderful cook. Everybody loves my mother's cooking. And baking. Yeah. I come from an Egyptian background. My parents are Egyptian. I was born in Egypt. And I came to Australia when I was about eight months old. in a very Egyptian family with very Egyptian food. Everybody loved mum's cooking. They still do. And whenever they know she's in town, <laughs> they invite themselves over because they want to experience her feast. And whenever I'm in mum's town, I know they're waiting for the invitation to mum's place because <laughs> they just love her food, the generosity 
of the banquet she puts on for us, the love she puts into every morsel we're, we're taking down. And she just loves watching us enjoy what she's lovingly prepared for us, sometimes from the day before. Anyway, there's this day, I remember I was seven years old, and I had this wonderful idea. My parents had four children, we lived in a two-bedroom unit in Sydney. They took the smaller room so we could all fit in. Double a bunk and a and a double bed. So you know money money was a challenge to actually keep in our family with four children, two adults, and rent that was always increasing. And families in Egypt that my parents uh, would send money to to help. So uh, they didn't really have anything left over for themselves or really for us. When they did, we'd enjoy mangoes in summer or new clothes on special occasions like Christmas or Easter's. Anyway, we had these visitors over and somehow mum and God blessed us blessed our home, blessed mum's hands. Mum was always able to create something in the kitchen. No one ever knew what we went through because my parents were really generous folk and they loved to share whatever they had. Anyway, on this occasion mum had cooked these beautiful sweets, these shortbreads and biscuits and cakes. She'd make them Decidedly, had this wonderful idea that would bring joy to the world. <laughs> and I said to mum, mum, you should open up a restaurant. Your food is so beautiful. Everyone who tastes your food just loves it. Mum, really, you should open up a restaurant. And I looked at her and I was just so excited about this idea. I'd seen the Greeks have their, their takeaway food stores with the Savlakis and the Lebanese people with their food and the Turks with their food and I thought yeah we need an Egyptian restaurant everyone's gonna come to our restaurant everyone loves mum's food and she looked at me and she said no I don't cook for money I said but mum Mum, everyone loves your food. People would love to eat your food. And she said, no, I cook for love. I cook for my family and I don't cook for money. I do what I love for the people I love, but not for money. That was it. End of conversation.
and you realize until earlier today just how deeply that affected me. And how I'd interpreted that, that I wasn't allowed to make money from what I love. If I did anything that I loved, making money from it would be akin to being sinful. And if I did something that I loved, I should just give it away. And if I made money, it had to be from something I didn't love. It had to be work. It had to be hard work. It had to be work that made you ill, like it made my father ill. Ten years working in a factory. Gave him asthma. And then the stress of trying to make ends meet all the time for his family triggered autoimmune diabetes in his system. Triggered old, old stuff. Made him sick. Well, that really hit me this morning. That really hit me when I was thinking about why I was doing what I was doing now. Why I was spending this time away in this room listening to Russell Brunston, listening to Stephen Larson about how to bring business to businesses, how to bring clients to businesses, how to create income streams, profitable income streams that served not just the businesses but the clients. And I was thinking about why it was I felt so driven now, why there was no more excuse left to me, for me that was valid or that could be valid. Why I had this burning fire in my belly now, a fire that I hadn't felt since I was 17. And then again, September 11, in 2001. And I realized it's because I want to get myself out of this trap. The trap that I'd created for myself. The trap that I know a lot of girlfriends of mine who are mothers with children, with families, are created for themselves too, which says, it's not okay to make money from what you love. And that if you love something, you give it to your family first. And if you're gonna make money, it's gonna have to be a struggle, it's gonna be hard, and something's gonna have to give. Well, screw that, folks, because I don't want anything to give. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I want my family, I want my husband, I want my relationship and I want my lifestyle and I want to feel validated in the world by being of service, by contributing. Yes, I've raised a family, yes, that's wonderful. I've got wonderful girls. I've done a great job homeschooling. I've done a great job supporting my husband. 
great job taking care of their health. But I'm not satisfied. There's more of me to give. There's more of me that I want to share. And while I'm doing that, folks, I do want to be rewarded for it. I do want to be compensated for it. I do want to be acknowledged for it. I don't want to doormat myself anymore. I don't want to just give free willy-nilly. And then those people that I give free willy-nilly to, they either take my advice and they make a shitload from it, they benefit from it, or they take it for granted because it's free and they don't take action on it. And I'm still where I am, wondering how the hell (laughs) I could make my own ends meet. And that, folks, is why I'm sharing this with you today. So a month ago, I called up my girlfriends and I told them why they hadn't heard from me in a while. And I explained to them, it's because I was working on a project. And this project that I'm working on is a project to help them with their ideas, with their passions, to step up and make bread and butter from it. Gluten-free if they wish, dairy-free if they wish. But I was going to put myself through what I wanted to share with them and what I still want to share with them. I wanted to show them exactly what it is that they need to do, how it is that they need to prepare themselves mentally, emotionally, physically, to step up and step into their role of contributing to the greater good, to the wider community, and in doing so, contributing to their family's bottom line, to their family's top line, and showing their girls and their boys that they are worthy role models for them as they move into the next stage of their growth, of their life, into their teens, into their adulthood, that their mama can do it. Their mother is doing it. And their mother is not just an awesome mother, But she's an awesome leader. She's an awesome businesswoman. And I want to do this for my male friends as well, the solo dads. I want to do this for my friends who want to make ends meet and they're worn down by the system. I want to show them that there actually is a system, there is a way that they could do what they love and keep doing what they love and keep loving what they love and who they love by being true to themselves 
and finding new ways in business to be creative in the way they bring an income into themselves, their families, whilst being of benefit, genuine benefit to others. Folks, I'm at the beach right now. You probably heard the waves in the background. I'm gonna go because I've got to pick up my little one who's on her way back from ballet. And I want to see her when she gets home. I've got a kind, beautiful friend, Becky, who's picking her up from ballet for me. So I want to be home when she drops her off. Love you and leave you for now. Thanks for listening.